On this episode of Geek Out Loud, spoiler alert, for the first time in several months, Steve is excited about Star Wars. But it's not about me. It's about Comic-Con and everything that went on on your safe place to geek out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you on this safe place to geek out. We've got to get right to business, so I'm going to bring him in. You know him best. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you know him best as that guy that works with Del Rey that disappeared from conventions everywhere. Or maybe you know him as I know him, my brother from another mother. The boy on vacation, Eric Schoenweiss. What's going on, brother? Well, you know what? I realized that's right. <laughs> what is this? Your second year not at Comic Con? Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not done with cons completely. I will cons! be at New York Comic Con in October. We yeah. just uh, we have a fantastic staff. So right, you sure do. You know, it was time to it, other people who can handle it. It was time to pass the torch. Yeah, so to speak. But that, but thanks to the miracle of modern technology, we all know what went on at Comic Con. I know more about what went on at Comic Con than if I had been at Comic Con. Well, so. right, exactly. I, I take you to all the not at celebration coverage that's gone on over the years. Yep. So, um, really quickly, I do. I want to say uh, I got to give a shout out and a real special thank you to Damien Holbrook over at TV Guide. Damien uh, has been a friend since the days of Starkville House of L when he used to come on with Derek and I. And then actually when I left the show, he co-hosted with Derek for a while. Um, this past weekend, the Comic-Con edition of TV Guide, uh, or the weekend of Comic-Con edition of TV Guide, in the Stuff We Love section, uh, there was a blurb about this very podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Geek Out Loud. Mentioned in the pages of the great TV guide. So look at you getting the major media. Yeah, coverage. major media coverage for Geek Out Loud. Unfortunately, I was unable to get a uh, a, a a logo to them in time to go to printing, but um, it's still there. And I just and that's all Damien. And I just want to say thank you, Damien, uh, for for that. I really greatly appreciate the shout out there. And if you're just joining us on Geek Out Loud for the first time because of said blurb, welcome. This is a safe place to geek out. We don't get into, we don't devolve into name calling and hating each other because we may disagree on things. Rather, uh, we just say, that's cool. You like this? Great. Uh, and we talk about it. Unless it's Star Trek or Twilight, then get out of here. So that, that's always been the rules of the Geek Out Loud. Um, we are honest, but we're not. I'll talk some Trek. Well, I agree with you on the Twilight. Well, Erish, I, I, you know, the, 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 I got called on. I got called to task several times about what's wrong with Star Trek. Why don't you like Star Trek? When I always end up quoting Star Trek on the show. Star Trek's awesome. Well, I'm not going to go that far, but I'm going to say it's a joke, everybody. 
it, it's a joke that's, bur- that's born in years of Trek versus Wars fun. But in a day and age where you can't make jokes anymore, I guess I gotta I gotta tell everyone Star Trek's fine, except that episode we of just we just ha- the wars just happens to be our first right. It, well, Star Trek's fine except for that one episode where that trash bag killed Tasha Yar <laughs> in, in the Next Generation. There be wells here, Captain. Love Star Trek for the voyage home. Anyway. Um, so thanks to Damien Holbrook and thanks to everyone who's jumped in over at patreon.com slash geek out loud and become a supporter that way of the shows. It's been fantastic. Been having a blast doing forceology with Shaz Bazaar, um, month to month. Shaz Bazaar, Shaz Bazaar. And, uh, oh, Eric, this last episode of forceology, he sent me, a uh, um, a file of that clip with him singing along because he's like, I can never sing along because of the delay on Skype. So he just, he, he took the clip and he just sang along so that he could actually be singing along. As I'm going to have to listen to that. <laughs> and, uh, only Shaz Bazaar would do that. But, uh, but we've been doing that. And the big honking show that goes out every week, uh, is getting posted. Um, because new episodes won't be posted for a while as we're reloading, uploading all the old episodes, and it's a slow process. But right now at BigHonkinShow.com, there are never-before-released episodes out there of the Big Honkin' Show, so you can go check those out, and hopefully you'll have a good time doing that. We're hoping to get... We've got 118 subscribers, or Patreon supporters right now, patrons, if you will, and we're hoping to get to 125 before the end of the month. So if you haven't... Subscribe for $2, you get the monthly Forceology course. For $3, you get the uh, the Big Honkin' Show and the monthly Forceology course. And uh, that $5 tier is about to come into play very soon again as we get into some um, some Transformer talk. And, and Erish and I have been talking about something special we can do together. And uh, so, look, there, we're, we're going to start. Content's going to become king over at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. And um, and we'll let you know about it as as it happens. But thank you so much to everyone who supports us that way and uses thank the Amazon so links. Thank you so much. Well, Eric, our time is actually really limited because I've had a long day and and you are on vacation. I got a family poker tournament at ten you've o'clock. Got so. Family poker at ten, <laughs> and it's and it's currently nine, almost nine thirty. So we want to we want to jump right into the business at hand, and that is Comic Con twenty eighteen. So throw at me really quickly some of the highlights of things you saw uh, coming away from Comic-Con this this year. Well, for me, it was definitely a con of surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, surprised that the Iron Fist trailer and word out of, comic, out of Comic-Con was that the footage they showed from the second season of Iron Fist was actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, surprised at how much i enjoyed the shazam trailer yes yep um and then the one that you hinted at in the opening the i think the biggest surprise of all and certainly it seems the thing that stole comic-con was clone wars saved yes yes hashtag clone wars saved that is you know let's not bury the lead let's just talk about that let's do bury the lead because ethan just walked in okay in our family, he's the DC movie universe expert. Great. Uh, and, you know, Mr. Positivity when it comes to DC movie universe. So 
I thought I'd put him on for a second to chat. Please the do. Aquaman and Shazam trailer with you. you Please. Up for that? Yes, sir. Let me get his music okay. going. Throw him on. Well, hold on. I'm going to transfer the headset over to All right. You. All right. Here we go. Hello. What's up, Ethan? What's up, Steve? How you doing, man? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to talk to you, buddy. It's been. It seems like it's been a while. Been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. So, um, Arish put you on because you are the family DC apologist. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk Aquaman trailer real quick. What? How, how'd you feel? What'd you think? Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to the movie, but. If I'm going to be honest, I think it was a bit too big for me. Oh. A bit too epic. It's the ocean. It's the biggest part of the world. Yeah, but, I mean, I still love the trailer, but mm -hmm. I think I could have liked it more if they went a bit not so heavy on the CGI. Mm -hmm. But it was still very good. Well, what were they going to do? Like, jump in a pool and have, like, miniatures underwater? Yeah, I know what you mean, but, like, the whole end with, like, all the CGI, like, yeah. fish and dragons and whatever dragons. That's a bit over the top well maybe it'll look better once you get to uh to the finished product yeah you know still very excited for the movie I, yeah i am too I, I i'm i'm intrigued by it because this is really the first truly different thing i think that dc has been has done or warner brothers has done with these dc movies um and and so i it, the only thing that i had that may even remotely be negative about it is that if you've watched Justice League um, King of Atlantis, the, the animated movie, mm -hmm. which is actually you can watch on Hulu right now, it seems like it, that's basically going to be the plot. Um, yeah. You know, I with, can see where you're coming from. Yeah, there. with some flashbacks uh, of the origin story and everything. But I, I'm, I'm really, I'm down with it. I like Jason Momoa's Aquaman in Justice League, and uh, and he's a character I was looking forward to spending more time with. So I'm, I'm, I'm very interested, and will definitely be there for it. But I, I take it you, like everyone else, love you some Shazam. Oh, yeah. Shazam trailer was very good. Look cool. Have you ever seen the movie Big? Uh, I know what it's about. Yeah. Like, I have an idea of what it's about. Yeah. So, a lot basically, of, I have, I guess. Yeah, a lot of people are saying it's it's like Big with superpowers. Yeah, like Big meets Superman. I heard that. Mm -hmm. and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I Nobody do. has done that yet. Yeah, so. I think it's I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be really awesome. What about uh, anything else from Comic-Con or the DC side of things that, you, that stuck out to you you want to throw down uh, on real quick? Well, I definitely think these two trailers are the beginning of like a new DC. Mm. I think they're actually changing the name like Worlds of DC instead of like the DC Extended Universe. Oh, that's good. So there definitely are going to be changes coming. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be so dark like it used to be. But... All the villains seem pretty cool. Black Manta is cool. Black Manta Orb looks seems cool. Yes, Black Manta looks like he just stepped off the uh, comic off the comic books. book page. Yeah, he, he looks, looks great. great. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Yeah, I, I mean, like, look, DC is primed to kind of really step it up because you know Marvel winding down things and getting ready to go into like a new generation after Avengers yeah. Four, and so you know this could be DC's time to really shine, which is how it always happened in the comics. Marvel would have its heyday in the comics, and then DC would kind of come and move ahead, and then Marvel would come back and be the better of the two. So it's kind of fun that way for me. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, Ethan, it's good to talk to you. I played your John Cena music as you were coming on. 
Have you out? I heard. Have you outgrown? You okay. Have you outgrown that, or is that still good for your Geek Out Loud theme theme song? Uh, no, it's still good. It's still good. Fantastic. Still like Mr. Cena. <laughs> Great, Mr. Cena. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, buddy, it's good to talk to you. Thank you for stepping in and throwing good down your you thoughts too. on the uh, on the DC I'll, stuff. I'll we'll take you back to Irish. All right, we'll see you, man. See ya. There you go, our family's DC movie expert and biggest fan. Yeah. Hey, I was scrolling through some just I just uh, YouTubed um, Comic Con 2018 trailers, and I'm just kind of scrolling through to kind of refresh my memory about some things because I was thinking I really didn't see much outside of the Shazam and the Aquaman and the Clone Wars, but I forgot that I sat down the other day and watched the Glass trailer. Yes. Dude. Come, that looks good. Man. After, look, and I guess it's all out there now, but after the whole, um, what was that movie called? Shattered? Spl no, split. No, Split. Split. Yeah, after the whole, like, Split reveal at the end of that movie, I, I mean, like, come on. I was, this seems like, it, it's such a low-key way of putting together supervillains, and hopefully we'll find more superheroes. I mean, it's just such a great thing. I'm just really, I, I well, got really stoked about that. It's an interesting take on it, too, with the three of them. I mean, it looks like it starts with the three of them in a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, the, the Sarah Paulson's character basically talking to them. And, you know, you have kind of delusions of grandeur that you think you're these powered individuals and stuff, not knowing that they actually are. Uh, it, it looks really interesting. And just Samuel L. Jackson is so good. You know, what first name, Mr. Last name, Yes, yes. <laughs> and he delivers such a cheesy line in such an earnest way. And that yeah. I think that's what I dig about it is there were moments where it really did seem like something out of a comic book, you know, like an old school comic book. But at the same time, it, se it doesn't seem to be, it's not a deconstruction. It's not like it's turning the genre on its head, but it's doing something unique with the superhero genre, the same way that Unbreakable did. Well, and it's interesting because for years, fanboys and fangirls had been clamoring for a sequel to Unbreakable. Yes. Well, I'm one of those. And, you know, we didn't think we were ever going to get it. M. Night Shyamalan's career kind of, you know, was go his movies weren't doing well anymore. It was, you know, he had his big Will Smith bomb after mm -hmm. Earth and stuff. And then this little horror movie comes out split or at least was marketed as a horror movie comes out and nobody ever really thinks anything of it. And then like opening weekend, they kind of let slip <laughs> that, you know, there's a twist at the end of this movie, classic Shyamalan, classic Shyamalan you know, yep. twist at the end. And the, the twist is that it's Bruce Willis's character, David Dunn sitting at a diner is like this news report goes on and somebody was like, what was the name of that guy years ago that crashed all those trains and stuff? And Willis is just like Mr. Glass. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, this is a yeah. freaking sequel to Unbreakable. <laughs> and, and, and it was a setup for more. That was what was so cool yeah. about it. And then to see, they, they released a poster like the week before, or a week or two before Comic-Con that looks so cool. And then, and then to get this trailer at Comic-Con was just awesome. Um, well, and also very smart... Split cost almost no money to make. Right. And it made decent box office. So it made making a sequel, an actual sequel sequel like this, attractive to mm -hmm. the studio. Well, and James McAvoy was just amazing, too. Yeah. And, he plays and, like a, 
what I still haven't seen Split. I pretty much know the story, but it's like ha- like well, you just told that final scene like you'd seen it. Because I have seen oh, okay. that. That was on YouTube. Like, dude, a week he later. plays he plays like four or five different characters. I thought it was like twenty something. Well, that's how many are That's how many are in him. But like, you get to interact with like four or five throughout the movie. And like, I think they call him the Horde or something like that. Well, he, that- he he. What you've got is the Beast that comes okay. out. Like they're all preparing for the Beast, and that's when he actually grows its superpowers basically for lack of a better phrasing of it like right. he you know and and he becomes a, a monster he doesn't really physically change but he definitely it's the personality the personality but he does have super strength and that sort of thing like he becomes animalistic right. and um and 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 so it's it is kind of a horror movie but what's i mean but it's just it's such it's so well structured as you're meeting these different characters leading up to that moment in time and, and he plays them all differently, but the same, they're aware of one another, you know, they're aware of what's going on. Some want the beast to come out. Some don't, you know, and it's, you know, meanwhile, you've got these girls that he's kidnapped that are, you know, you're, you're kind of root. It's just, it is fantastic. And then that, then that twist ending, you know, as they're reporting on, it's just great. Also, the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Well, wait, we got we got to go back and talk about one other DC thing. Okay. Um, the trailer for Titans. Yeah, a lot of people aren't happy. Me being one of them. Yeah. I just I didn't get it. I I I, I didn't get the. I mean, here we go again. DC going uber dark, and I think you and I texted about this a little bit the other day. But just the the F Batman line, mm-hmm. it's like, where's this coming from? Yeah. You know, and it just, I, I thought Starfire looked awesome. You know, I, I was really curious about how they were going to approach her character. Um, so I was happy with that. And the little bit we saw Beast Boy look kind of cool. And, and I get doing the darkness with Raven, but the entire thing doesn't have to be uber dark and kind of R-rated like this. Right. I just don't get why, why, why this direction. Yeah. It's, it is, it's, it's disappointing, especially when you've got this cast. You've got, you've got this thing, and this is going to be a television. This is going to be a series, right? Yeah, it's going to be a series on their streaming service. Yeah, and, and I just feel like, and it looks like at one point, there's someone that looks like they're supposed to be cyborg. And I don't know that cyborg is in, this. but there's a right because, well, he's in the justice league, but there is a point right. where like, I just like, you see a flash of something. I, maybe it's just a weird look at Robin's or Nightwing's armor or something. I don't know. But my thing is, it's like, you've got it, the, to me, Victor stone, as he's portrayed, you know, in the DC movies is a perfect fit into this kind of thing, and he would be a great kind of touchstone to have to kind of connect things if they want to connect them at all. Right. I don't know, but I just yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of the dark stuff, and I'm I'm sure that there are people who are really excited about this, but it seems to me that there's a contingency that 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 a lot of people are just kind of either wait and see or they're not super stoked about it. I will say this: if you're going to subscribe to the DC streaming and you want to see the younger heroes. Young Justice is the way to go. Mm-hmm. The, the the new season of Young Justice is going to be on that. It's been 
many years that fanboys, fangirls, we've been waiting for another season of Young Justice. I think it's the best DC animated movie, live action, whatever. I think it's the best DC storytelling on media in a long, 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 long time. Mm -hmm. And I've been urging you to watch it. I know. I've got Um, it. I've got it. It used to be on Netflix. You were saying it might be on Hulu now. Wherever it's at, people, please try and find it. This, that's what you want to watch. I think, I think they've taken it all off, but uh, getting because it's not on Hulu Probably anymore. Probably getting ready for the streaming. Getting service. ready for the DC streams, which is only going to be seven ninety nine. Yeah, and actually, it's uh, if you subscribe to the year, I think right now, mm-hmm. it's like seventy five bucks, and you get three months additional free, so you're oh, getting cool. fifteen months. Wow. Yeah. And the other cool thing with it is you're going to be able to read digital comics on there, too. Yes, yes. It doesn't look like it's going to be like all of them. It looks like they're going to kind of curate a list for it. Mm -hmm. So like if there's a Wonder Woman movie coming out, they'll probably put like the best of Wonder Woman comics on there. Yeah. But that's a really cool value add. I I agree. But, I, I, you know, I would say that if they really wanted to up the ante, they need to try to go... You know, they need to be constantly adding to that library. Obviously, you're not going to have the full DC library at your fingertips at once in the same way that you didn't with Marvel Unlimited have that full library at once. But if they can, if they will not take down stuff and keep that up there, especially like older back issue stuff, because they're not, because comic companies don't make any, any money off the sales of back issues. Right. And I know that, I know they may think it might hurt their trade business, but man, I tell you, one of the greatest things I have is the Marvel Unlimited app. I love going back and reading old stuff right. in, in the Marvel Unlimited app. And um, well, maybe they maybe they will do that. Like you know, each month maybe that library will grow. Well, and I got to tell you, if that's the case, then it's the best value of any streaming service there is. Well, and and for me, if they have, you know, if they have all the DC animated movies on yes. there and yep. stuff, because a lot of those are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know the the old DC animated series and stuff yes. like yep. that to me is value added. Also, I, I definitely 100% go agree. back and watch that. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree. I, I think it's a great, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that service out. Um, as am I, as it, as it comes about. And, and because of that, I will probably give the Titans a, you know, a shot. And you know, I'm going to watch it too. Yeah. And I mean, and I may listen, I may check out after an episode, but I'm going to give it a shot, you know? Yeah. Because um, yeah, I want it to be good. Yep. It's like I tell Ethan all the time. He's like, are you excited for Aquaman? I'm like, "I yes, I'm excited. I know I sound down on these movies all the time, but nobody wants these movies to be great more than I do. Exactly, yep. And two, it's a thing where it's like, you know, you're not going to hate. That's the thing. Is And I, I never go into something wanting to dislike it. I don't understand hate watching anything. You know? Yeah. And, and so to... to if if I feel like I'm not going to like something, I just don't give it anything. I don't go see it, you know, whatever the case may be. And yeah. um, I just real briefly, I I agreed with Ethan's assessment on Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're trying to show us everything, right, to get us excited. And I think if they focused a little bit more on the characters, mm-hmm. it, it might have got me a little bit more excited. Roaring sharks and things like that, like yeah. <laughs> Although I did love the scene in the aquarium yes. when he's little, yes. they're picking on him, and all the sea life is like behind him. I'm yep. like, 
that's what I want to see in this movie. Yeah. More stuff like that. That's oh, cool. Listen, you don't think I want to see Aquaman ride a giant seahorse? Yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. But he's not going to ride a seahorse because no. it's not cool enough. Right. He's going to ride a sea dragon. Yep, that's true. Which, that's um, fine. But yeah. on the flip side, and I mentioned this in the opening, I was crazy surprised by how good Shazam looked. Yes, yes. It just looked fun. It looked Well, I mean, the fact that they got their inspiration by saying it's big with superpowers. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I mean, to me, and, and I know this is sacrilege to all the super uber DC fans that don't want to hear anything about Marvel, but to me, that's kind of how Marvel has done their movies. You know, it's like Captain America is a World War II film about a superhero, you know, yeah. um, and Ant-Man is a heist film, those kind of things. And then when they all come together, it's a big superhero movie. But they take these elements of these other types of films and then put the superhero stuff to those genres. You know, Winter Soldier is a spy thriller. Yeah. And, and and but it's with superheroes, and so with this saying this is big with superpowers, it's perfect for the character. It's perfect to set up the the whole uh, what used to be called the Marvel family because you know Shazam was originally Captain Marvel, and and Shazam was just the word he said to turn into Captain Marvel, Billy Batson. But you know, obviously you can't be doing that in these days when in the days of IP litigation, right. but um, which is fine. But the, but to set up that family is really, really a cool thing, you know? And and to make these characters, at least in the trailer, so likable, um, it, it it really gets you interested in going to see it, and I'm I'm really excited. I never thought I'd be excited for a Shazam movie. No, neither did I. And, it, I, and it just, I am. It looks fun. I'll tell you something else, Harris, that I never thought I'd be excited for again. King of the Segway here, Steve Glosson. Um, is I really doubted if I could ever fully get excited about Star Wars again. I'd become so disenfranchised with fandom, with Star Wars fandom, with um, with some of the projects that just weren't lighting my fire. Uh, I enjoyed Solo. I don't know if we've talked. I think we did get to talk about it a little bit, but I enjoyed I Solo. Really, I really dug Solo. I thought it was so much fun. I, I mean, yeah. like, I really did. But I still didn't get fired up enough about it to go see it more than once. Of course, I didn't have a lot of time either, too. Right. But, um, but the other day, I got a text... I, I wasn't following Comic-Con news. I figured if something major happened, people would text me. And um, and the text just simply read, um, I, I need to find it. It was from Derek. And Derek texted me and said just a couple of words. I'm like, what is he talking about? And, um, and he says, uh, well, that's kind of cool. That's all he said. And I'm like, what's that? And he said, Clone Wars. And, uh, and he sent a link to the trailer. And I, and I sat there on my phone and watched it. And I felt this tingling sensation in the back of my neck. And I felt the corners of my mouth turn up as I realized, because I thought it was just going to be a video like celebrating 10 years of the Clone War, you know. And then I'm like, oh, my Lanta. There's Obi-Wan in Jedi robes, and there's Anakin with long hair like he's going to have. This is, it's a more episodes. And I was, I'm so stoked for, and that's gonna, and that is why I'll get the Disney streaming service. <laughs> well, your text, your text to me was simply, "They sucked me back in." Yes, yes. And then I responded back, "I'm like, who sucked you back in?" And then you just sent me the link to the, you know, the Clone Wars save thing. Yeah. And at that point, somebody else had texted me also, because this happened what Friday around. For, it was, was Friday or Thursday? No, this was Thursday. It was one of the first things to come out of Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. 
and I was just so crazy with uh, with work that I wasn't paying attention to what was going on, and like I was floored. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I can't believe it. I'm just so excited. I'm so happy that they're doing this. Well, and what a great idea to that it could be to every few years throw out you know six to ten episodes of new clone wars and play around in that go back to that universe and play around every now and again yeah but i think that this was more about the fact that they had unfinished business sure it was sure it was you know and so here's an opportunity we're launching our streaming service we need new fresh content for it We've already got this mapped out. This final story that we want to tell may, and this is me just fanboy thinking. I, I didn't even know they were doing this. I don't know any. I pretty mm-hmm. much don't know anything right. anymore when it comes to Star Wars. <clears throat> um, you know, this final story that we plan to tell in Clone Wars. This may lead into something that we plan to do later on down the road. So. It'd be a good idea if we actually did this. Mm -hmm. And also in the wake of Last Jedi and the wake of diminishing returns on Solo, here's a bit of positive news that for the most part, people seem to be really excited about. It has been a, it's been mostly a unifying force in fandom. You know, I don't, I don't really do Twitter anymore outside of just saying, Hey, this episode's up, that episode's up. Right. But but I've but there's been no negativity about the Clone Wars being saved that's creeped in. And also the Clone Wars represents a, a faction of Star Wars um you know content that a, a portion of Star Wars content that was pretty derided at the beginning and grew in popularity. Like that yeah. is that is a show that only grew in popularity and only, and people only embraced more and more and more as it went on. And, and to the point that, like, out of that came Ahsoka, one of the most beloved Star Wars characters in Star Wars, you know, now. And and that's something that is so unique to anything except maybe the original trilogy when it comes to Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that it's a smart move to say, here is something that Dave Filoni and company did that only got better over time and people only loved more over time. Let's bring that back for 13 more episodes and let's unify this fandom, the splintered fandom. Not that this has all happened. Like, it's amazing that this this has all had to happen, you know, several years over time. You know, over the course of several years, probably, or the year or so. But the fact that it's happening now is just, it's very serendipitous. And I'm so, I mean, here you got me, Disney. Here, take, take my money. Yep. Well, it's going to be interesting, too, because some of those Clone Wars things... <clears throat> You know, they dealt with in Rebels. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see, with what we know in Rebels, how that plays out with some of this in Clone Wars. I'm wondering, based on the character designs, if we're going to see this actually run up into Sith. From what I from what was written, what I, I saw on io9, like yeah. the, the original plan for this story, it's... And I believe that the plan was that it's got the civil war on Mandalore. Mm -hmm. Um, But the idea was that this would lead directly into Revenge of the Sith. I am down. So I don't know if that's still the case with these new episodes, but I think think what I read said that that was the original outline for where the story was going. I am down like a clown, Charlie Brown. 
Yeah, do it. I mean, I'm bring it on. It. Bring it on. Yeah, this and... was just this, – this was the big surprise. I mean, even Amy Ratcliffe, who moderated the 10th anniversary panel where they made this announcement at, she didn't even know that this was happening. Right, right. You know, she fa- literally found out there on stage at the same time the rest of us did. Yep, which is um, fantastic. I mean, that, look, and that's classic <clears> – that's also classic um, – George Lucas, Star Wars type stuff there. You know, like, I'm going to surprise him. So I remember at Celebration 5 in Orlando, you know, Lucas was on stage, and it was like a big thing, John Stewart's interview and everything. And they did a few things, and he's like, well, the movies, I guess, is this when we're announcing this? It's uh, They're coming out on Blu-ray. Here's a deleted scene. And, like, all of a sudden, there's these, this deleted scene we'd all heard about, you know, with Luke assembling the lightsaber we'd never seen before. And it was like, this is amazing. And then there's Mark Hamill and all the, and Carrie Fisher's out there with him. And it was just like this great moment. And that's kind of been star Wars at conventions in my mind, you know, it's like, we're always going to do something that kind of takes you by surprise a little bit. Yeah. And you know, and no one, and what do you expect out of a 10 years of like, I guarantee you people just went there saying, Oh, I love all these actors. I love Dave Filoni. No one went in there thinking they're going to show us, more, you know, that we're going to get a new series. They probably thought, well, we might get some more animatics like we do sometimes. There may be the announcement of a new book or something like that, but here's this 13 more episodes. Well, and it's Comic-Con, too, so there's always some anniversary panel going Right, on. right. You know, so nobody thought twice about it. Yeah. It's just brilliant. It Absolute is. Absolute brilliant. It's fantastic. And to have a trailer ready, too. Yep. And a cool so, trailer at that, dude. Yeah. Yep. A cool yeah, so that trailer. Was great. So real quick, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, what did you think? Um, you know, uh, I, I've talked to someone who really, really loved it, and I liked it. You know, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I, they're going very much far with it. I, I, I'm like, good Lord, at all the monsters. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be there for it. I dig I've, yeah. I'll be there for it too because it's giant monsters. Right. But I'm completely confused by the trailer. It looks like somebody mashed up footage from Stranger Things and Friday Night Lights with some giant monsters. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and so the world is dying, and the way to save the world is to unleash like all these huge, giant, destructive monsters. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. And also, I'm not. I'm not a big Vera Farmiga fan, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I was just really confused by the trailer. But the monsters look cool, so I'll give them that. They do look uh, cool, and I mean, and they look classic, but they, you know, in a 2018 kind of way. Yeah. So. Um, what what else did we get? Uh, the Predator stuff I didn't bother watching because I feel like I've seen enough already. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the Predator stuff. Um, um, I'm I'm looking at some of these Godzilla clips right now. I mean, there's Ghidorah and Rodan and Mothra, and I believe the music they're playing is like the Mothra music over over the trailer thing. I'm not that big uh, a Godzilla fan to to pick up on that. Well, stuff. I was going to go through all the Godzilla movies at one point, and I made it through a lot, um, but I, I I haven't quite made them. I, I didn't quite make it all through, but. Uh, yeah, they just they look, look kind of like. Uh, uh, it sounded to me it was reminiscent. I think of the um, of the old Mothra music, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong. I, you know, I want to say 
this that I well no you know what I forgot what I was going to say so never mind and it was not going to be the happiest of things. Um, you know, we talked about Trek earlier. I actually thought season two of Star Trek Discovery, I thought the trailer looked really good. The only problem is um, they're not going to get me to pay money to subscribe to CBS, CBS's mm. thing, so I'm never going to get to see that. Right. But I would totally watch that show. Yeah, I thought I... it looked fun. The effects look great. I like Anson Mount as Captain Pike. Um, like I would totally watch that show, but... It's on a streaming service that I'm not going to subscribe to. Yeah, it's definitely not enough to get me to subscribe. Um, that's not my. That's not my Star Trek. Star Trek is just not that much my jam. Um, <clears throat> Venture Brothers new season trailer looked awesome. Oh, I didn't totally. see that. There's a new Venture Brothers season. Yep. Yeah, that, the new season starts in like two weeks. That's great. That totally me. down for that. I freaking love Venture Brothers. I love go, Venture go Brothers. Go Team Venture. Yes, I do. Those are, oh, I know what I was going to bring up. Um, I, I don't. I know they had a panel. I think at Comic Con. I don't think they showed anything new. Um, or maybe they did. Maybe that's why why it's out there. But the Venom trailer. Um, uh, I'm just not interested in that movie. You know at what? All. Here's the thing. And and neither am I. Even though I think it. You know, Venom looks great. The, the you know the design of the character and everything looks fantastic. Um, Tom Hardy is a fantastic actor, and I think he'll do great with the character. I just think that to try to do Venom as an immediate antihero, rather than letting him go through the process of of having the Spider-Man port, you know, I, I just feel like doing Venom without Spider-Man is kind of stupid. Because then why else does he? Why does he look like Spider-Man at all? You know. And, and well, it's what it's what happens when you try to take one character and spin it into a big universe. Right. You know, ev everybody just immediately gets their own franchise in that universe. Yeah. And that's you know, aren't they working on like a Silver Sable movie and stuff like that? It's like, come on. Yeah. But you know what? I can see a Silver Sable situation because she actually, actually so could I because because I mean, that can be done apart from, you know, but Venom. His origins, and I know that's a super geeky thing, but his origins are wrapped in Spider-Man. And even if you even, and I know you can't do Battle World and Secret Wars and stuff, but the whole meteorite situation is fine, and and you know, or, or whatever, however you want to do that, especially on the tail end of something like Infinity War, you know, where Spider-Man's been in space for crying out loud. Yeah, you bring a little something back, and and it just seems like they're jumping the gun, and I and I don't, and I hate it because I know. Like, you can see that Tom Hardy in his interviews and stuff is genuinely excited about this character and what they've done with this movie. And I just, you know, I hope it's good. I don't, I just am not excited for it because I feel like it's kind of, it's, it's, it feels like 90s comic books where we're just trying to do as much as we can with a symbiote, you know, and, and forget Spider Man. So that's, I just don't. That's that's um, all I had about that. But anyhow, Wares, you've got to go to your poker tournament. Yeah, w w one last thing before I, I, I go to fleece the family of their coins. Um, Claudia Gray, writing Star Wars, Master and Apprentice, was announced during the publishing Oh, panel. nice. That's our next big uh, Star Wars book after the solo novelization is that an, this is, fall. Is, that, is there any information about what that is or what it's about? Um... Let me just see here what they said about okay, yeah, it. Yeah, I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, I don't want to say something that wasn't necessarily announced. Right. But, uh, 
It's uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn. Okay, great. Okay, that's that. that's, that's that's all that's I wanted the, to know. That's the master and apprentice. Okay. Qui Gon and Obi Wan. Great. That's that's what I was wondering. Is is what so, is? And and it's Claudia Gray writing it. I mean, fantastic. I would read. I, if she wrote the phone book, I would read right, it. Right, right. Can you talk about what you've been working on that you reached out to me about the other day? Uh, yeah. I've, so we have the license now for Stranger Things. Yes. Um, and our first book is uh, it's sort of a behind-the-scenes uh, book on the first two seasons that um, uh, a company called Melcher Media has put together for us. Uh, it's called Stranger Things, uh, Worlds Turned Upside Down. Um, I believe it's available for pre-order right now. Mm. Uh, the book is going to be fantastic. Nice. You're, you're going to dig it. There's some couple little bells and whistles in it, and uh, just the packaging is very unique. It has a very in-universe feel to it. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. And that'll be on sale uh, October 30th, I believe. Nice. So nice. just We're looking for forward Halloween. to that. Yes, sir. Did you see the mall commercial, the Stranger Things mall commercial? Yes. Yeah, no. that was a lot of fun. <laughs> I've been Very to that mall. Genius. How about I've been to that I, I, mall? I'm sure you have. It's the Gwinnett Place <laughs> Mall where they filmed that over near here. So um, I have to go back. Well, Eric, man, go win, go kick their butt. Win. It's, it's been it's been too long, my brother. I know we're gonna we'll, have to uh, do we're gonna have to have some extended time soon. Yeah, because we gotta talk. I want to talk Ant Man and the Wasp yes, with you. Yes, definitely. But Batman number fifty with you. Uh, there's a whole mess of other stuff. Oh, my that girlfriend, we need to catch up on. My girlfriend's like, when are you gonna talk Ant Man and the Wasp? I want to hear you talk about that. And I'm like, yeah. soon. We'll get it soon. So yeah, we've got to get together and catch up on all this stuff. We got, and, and Mission Impossible opens this weekend. Yes. I cannot wait to see that. Tom Cruise, more running from Tom Cruise. It's gonna be awesome. Tom Cruise learned how to fly a freaking helicopter to get the shots right for this movie. <laughs> the man is insane. I um, love this man. Yeah. See, he's so. he's ridiculous. One more, yep. th- one more quick thing before you go, because I know you want to get in on this. Our good friend Adam Bray announced just before he went to Comic-Con uh, through his Facebook um, uh, through his Facebook on social media that his dad has been diagnosed with um, lung cancer, and they found out that it's also, going, it's also in his skeletal system, but not in the other internal organs. Um, it's, it's not looking great. And um, so Adam's just been asking people would pray for he and his family, for his dad. And um, and I know, listen, Adam's one of the nice guys out there. He's one of the best. He is the whole definitely world. a true gentleman. And uh, and so uh, he's he's very special to the Goliverse. And so I hope you guys will keep him in your prayers, keep him and your family in your prayers. And uh, we hope to get Adam back on soon, just to kind of geek out, because he is one of the best when it comes to just coming on and geeking out and. He'll usually uh, walk right into something like we've pooped in cemeteries, and of course that'll get us off on that with him. <laughs> so. Well, a- Adam was definitely one of the guys that I missed seeing out there at Comic Con this year. Yeah, um, and from his pictures, it looks like he had a great time. Of so course, definitely sending my best to him and his family. All right, all right, Eris, I'll wrap up without you, man. Thanks a lot. All right, thanks, brother. Talk to you it's soon. Great talking to you. Yes, sir. We'll see you. Peace. All right. Bye. Thanks to Eric Schoenweiss for stopping by to do a little Comic-Con wrap-up. There's so much more, and quite frankly, just I uh, haven't had the time to really follow it closely this year as in years past. The big news that kind of came out, I think we kind of hit some of the big uh, movie news and stuff. Um, 
and uh, and what a good time! What what a, a what a great time with the Clone Wars, the DC stuff. The, uh, those movies are looking great. I'm really hoping that cinematically DC is going to turn a corner where, uh, you know, because those characters look. We can you can talk about how much you like the structure of the movies or don't like the structure of the movie, you know, all day long. But the characters of Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Aquaman, you know, those original super friends are characters that are worthy of uh, being loved across the board. And I think you do those characters a disservice when you make movies that are not accessible by everyone. And, and that's one of the things that Marvel has unlocked with their formula. And you can say they're doing cookie-cutter superhero movies if you want. And, and you know what? And, there's, and there may be, even with their different formats that they plug in, there may be a case to be made for that. But I will say this, that, you know, these characters have appealed to people who never picked up a comic book or never turned on a superhero TV show in their life. But Marvel has figured out a way to appeal to people across the board. And kudos to them. And DC has characters that are so ingrained in the fabric of pop culture that, you know, that Warner Brothers should be able to do this almost as it should be a layup for them. And unfortunately, it hasn't been. But it looks like with these movies, there's a twinkle in their eye and a little bit of something. And how cool to me, how cool is it that when you do a when you do a character like Shazam, it's really cool because he is a little bit more obscure. He's not going to be a household name in the same way that Iron Man back in 2008, wasn't a household name. Um, and you have the opportunity to do something very special with that character to completely unlock this universe of heroes through him and, and through something that's accessible to people across the board, kids and adults alike. And, and then, to me, it's also very special that if Aquaman can do something really neat and be, um, be something huge for Warner Brothers in D.C., because back in the day, when you look at some of the old cartoons, you literally had the Superman Aquaman hour. Aquaman is, for as much as he began to be made fun of, and really it happened in the late, late 80s, especially the 90s, when everything became irony and, um, you know, bashing the establishment, that sort of thing. But Aquaman is an iconic DC character. He's a legend, and he is worthy of being in that pantheon of DC legendary superheroes. So... Uh, I'm really hoping that uh, these movies are worthy of the characters that they're portraying. Justice League, I think, was a great step forward. Justice League was um, was a, was a great was a great move in the right direction, in my opinion, for these DC movies. And so I look forward to more of the same with with what they've got coming down the pipe and, and very soon. Um, just perusing right now, we're going to head over to the Guardians of the Goliverse Facebook group. You can join up the Guardians of the Goliverse by heading over to Facebook. Just search Guardians of the Goliverse. Uh, you have to ask to join, and we'll have a little quiz for you, a couple of questions to verify uh, you're, you're, a, you're a Guardian of the Goliverse, and then we'll let you in pretty easily as long as you answer those questions. And uh, just, just kind of perusing right now, to see if there's anything uh, that's been talked about that I've missed, um, we may we'll check the email too. How about that? Um, really quickly, if I can if I can get there pretty quickly. I knew that we were going to have Arish for a limited time, so I didn't really lay out a big format um, of stuff 
because I just wanted to kind of geek out with him a little bit and see what we could see. We're going to head over to the mailbag. We're going to head to the Guardians of the Gulliver's Facebook page here. And we now begin to scroll. I don't have any cards pulled out for a random card reading. Um, let's see. The GIF Uno. Let's see what the last few GIFs have been. There is a... I feel like I know who that child is and I don't. But it's a little girl putting on some shades like she's all prim popper. And then it goes to Godzilla putting on some shades. So those are the last two of the old GIF Uno Um Deal. What connects them or someone putting on shades? Oh, that's for that Godzilla putting on the shades is from the old. Uh, who was playing basketball with him in that clip? That was um, was it Barkley? Was it Charles? That's terrible. Godzilla putting on them goggles like he's gonna come slam on me. He can't slam on me. Godzilla too fat. He got that tail all up in his way. Oh no, I like Godzilla pretty good. That's my shack and and Charles Barkley. Um. The Shazam trailer's all the rage. Looks fantastic, Markall says. Since it's DC, everyone will say it's just copied big. But I think that's what they were going for. Uh, Pedro Jorba actually printed a link saying, after being cast as a lead, Zachary Levi said in an interview, the idea it's going to feel like the movie big, but with superpowers. So, fantastic. Um, the Thrawn Alliance's book is out now. It's got uh, the Barnes & Noble exclusive. has Thrawn and Vader on the cover. It, listen... Thrawn aims to kill. Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles, and now Peanut Butter and Cocoa Pebbles. And Curse My Diet. I really hate to see that on the shelf when I'm not eating cereal right now. Um, congratulations to Mark All, who uh, his son went to Comic-Con and scored a Jim Lee and Scott Williams autograph on his X-Men number one from 1991. And, uh, oh, Stan Bush was at D.C. to open up the Bumblebee Comic-Con. He played You Got the Touch, I believe. And um, I have not watched this video, uh, but um, I, I also saw a video of the whole Bumblebee panel. I don't know that we got any new footage or anything out of that, but uh, there was Stan Lee on stage. Playing his guitar. Why weren't people singing along with him? You failed, Comic-Con. If you didn't sing along with Stan Bush, you failed. And that's and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. That you failed, Comic-Con, by not singing along with Stan Bush. You got the touch! Just perusing the Guardians page real quick. All right, over to the mailbag. Um, <laughs> we got a... <laughs> Wendy Cooper sent a Ray Stevens song suggestion for the big honking show to the uh to the geek out loud mailbag uh, that needs to go i need to forward that to the big honking show um let's see what else we got here not a lot 
geekoutonline at gmail.com. Geekoutonline at gmail.com is the email. If you ever want to shoot us an email, we, we need to get back in taking listener emails and doing it right the way we used to. So, um, you know, I, listen, this is Geek Out Loud. We want to have a good time. The James Gunn being fired from Guardians is... I am so mixed on that situation. Um, I'm actually surprised that they fired him. I, I didn't think that would take place. I, I truly didn't. Um, and in fact, I actually called it on the Big Honkin' Show, the most recent episode of the Big Honkin' Show. I called it. It was at the tail end. I found out. but and, and I actually said, well, they won't fire him for this. And I had my reasons. Uh, but he did. Uh, they did fire him. And... I really do have mixed emotions. You know, Sean Gunn actually went, his brother Sean, who is a uh, captain's going to teach some lessons. You know, that guy from, from the guardians movies, he actually went on a, on a, a rant is the wrong word because a rant has negative connotations. He posted a Twitter thread about his brother and about the growth that he's seen in his brother. And a lot of it comes from doing these guardians movies and how the man went from being fearful of losing his edge from doing something like this to, embracing his creativity and giving his whole self into doing the guardians movies and doing these superhero movies for Disney. And he had a really cool grasp on the cosmic side of the Marvel universe. So from a geeky stand, okay. So there's two things there. One from a geeky standpoint, I really hate to see him go Two, from a human standpoint of understanding that someone seven to 10 years ago tweeted something stupid. And I mean like vulgarly stupid and not even funny. Like the jokes weren't funny. They, he was trying to be edgy, and, and he just wasn't funny. I don't think it spoke... I think what those things speak about his character is not that he um, puts his stamp of approval on any of those things, but if you go back and read things... This is a terrible example, but for example, from like Ain't It Cool News and those sorts of things, all of their writers, not just Harry Knowles, who I know he has fallen in, in the eyes of fandom as well, but all of those writers were just would say vulgar things, trying to be edgy, trying to be the Howard Stearns of the internet, you know, and um, but they're not funny, and it's like okay, well I don't want to, but it doesn't mean that he puts his stamp of approval on some of the things he was discussing and talking about. At the same time, I look at that and I understand that Disney looks and says, well, these have come to light now, so we can't hire you. But then I'm like, well, Disney, what? Did you not do a search of this back when he first started this stuff? And then I'm like, well, you know, I don't know. It's it's very, it, it to me, it's a precarious thing. It, it's a it's a very precarious thing when you, um, when you begin to hold someone's words from a decade ago against them, are because people change and people grow. And I know that he was a grown man then, but. Listen, I'm a grown man, and I still say and do stupid things. So I'm very torn about it. I totally understand why they did it. On one hand, I support it. On the other hand, I, I'm not a fan at all. And I lean more into the not a fan camp for reasons of just, for freedom, really reasons that have to do more with freedom than anything, but also in believing that people can change and be better and become better human beings. So... So I, I that I just want to say, look, because here's the thing, and, and, and I really do believe this with all my heart. I believe that people can be better tomorrow than they are today. I, if you're listening to this right now, I don't mean to go all televangelist on you, but I believe you can be better tomorrow than you are today. Changing 
is a matter of a choice at a time. Becoming a better person is a matter of a choice at a time. No matter how many bad choices you've made, the way back, the way to being a better human being begins with one good choice. And, and so now to me, and, and, you know, spiritually that's called repentance. Spiritually that's called, Hey, I'm turning from this bad thing and I'm turning to the thing, the good thing. And spiritually for me, that would be turning from sin and turning to Christ. But that, but anyone can do that and you can repent even in a non-spiritual way. You can say, I don't want to be this person anymore. And you begin to, and so just in the belief that people can become better, you know, I hate to see James Gunn get fired. And also from the geeky side point that he really did a good job, you know, but then in the, in the, in the climate of the culture today, I have to, you know, I look and I say, well, this is how it is. This is how things happen. This is, this is what goes on. And we have to determine, are we going to be a people who have civil conversations? And are we going to be a people who say, you can't change, you're not changing, and we're done with you? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. And, and it's not for me to decide. It's just one of those things. Um, but that was discussed in the Guardians of the Goldiverse. Uh, sorry to get so serious. Why so serious? Hey, what, what if that's how the Joker talked in the Dark Knight? I wonder how I got these scars. Would you like to know? I'll tell you. Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face of yours. Let's do that. Here's a, here's a smile on that face of yours. Have a, have a coke and a smile. <laughs> um, I haven't talked about Luke Cage season two. I got to watch that. Uh, I love the villain. I love Bushmaster. I thought the guy looks great. He is, a, he is a captivating dude when he's on screen. Um, they the, they use very authentic Jamaican accents, so you have to sit up and listen. You can't just casually watch, or you kind of get lost. Um, Bushmaster, one of the best Marvel villains on the since the Kingpin. Sin, sincerely, I think I think that he's been one of the best Marvel villains since. Since the uh, on these on these TV shows since the Kingpin and um, you know it's 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 neat to me I I know that people talk about the darkness of those Marvel TV shows and everything Jessica Jones skewed a little it, it's not dark dark is not the right word they're more gritty than dark especially like the Jessica Jones stuff and the and the Punisher stuff especially um, but they don't lose their sense of humor in the midst of it Jessica Jones kind of did if I'm going to be honest season two of Jessica Jones. But the Luke Cage stuff still tries to have a good sense of humor with stuff that's going on. Even in the midst of a lot of street-level gang war stuff, there was some great stuff with he and Iron Fist. You know, like Danny Rand was actually likable in this thing. So, um, in, you know, when he showed up in season two. So I would recommend it. It's it's worth your time, I think. You know, while we're holding, as we're all holding over for season three. And I've not talked about the whole Voltron, the Netflix Voltron thing. Um, I've... I'm in on that, by the way. Like, I'm completely caught up on all the seasons and everything. It's actually a good show, in my opinion. Um, finally, I did a quick poll the other night about how you cook your frozen fries. And uh, everyone's like, baked. There were more baked than fries. And I just want to say, they're called French fries, not French bakes. You're all wrong. 
when it when you bake a French fry, a puppy dies. That's that's. I didn't make those rules. That's just how it happens. When you take a, a frozen French fry and you lay it on a baking sheet, and you put it in the oven, and expect it to be all crispy and tasty, puppies die, and that's on your head. Get you some grease and fry that mess. Go get you a fry daddy and take it outside and put it on a little card table and plug it in so you so you don't stink up the house or something. It's worth it. The goodness of it all is totally worth it. Um, I want to plug the rest of the Goaliverse here really quick. I know we haven't done a lot of stuff lately. Kristen's overseas. Teresa and I have watched Monsters, Inc., and we're ready to talk about it when we can make our schedules work. I know Teresa's getting ready to be busy going back in. She's going back into into sports medicine and stuff. So, um, But I want to talk about the Big Honkin' Show. We're doing the Big Honkin' Show weekly at uh, for WGIG AM 1440 out of Brunswick, Georgia. I have never been more excited to do a Big Honkin' Show than I am for this week's Big Honkin' Show. I will give you a preview here. And unless you want to wait two years, if you can't tune in live and you can't tune in on iHeartRadio when it airs during the week, I know this is a cheap Patreon plug, but I'm telling you, it's worth it this month. Here's your preview. Steve got a massage at a strip mall massage joint. Details on the upcoming Big Honkin' Show, This the very next episode. It'll be the July 28th edition of the Big Honkin' Show. So I promise you it's worth it. The email is geekoutonline at gmail.com. That's geekoutonline at gmail.com. Please join us at the Guardians of the Goldiverse. We have a great time. It's a good time over there. We're going to get more Geek Out Louds to you soon. Once again, thanks to Damian Holbrook for the plug in the pages of TV Guide. Thanks to uh, Arish for stopping by. Um, prayers for Adam Bray and his family. We are definitely praying for you, brother, and um, so encouraged of the hope that you have in in the power and the person of Jesus Christ as you've testified to that on Facebook. That's fantastic, man. And it just thrilled my heart to see you testify to that even in the midst of sorrow. And I think it's a great testimony. And I'm so, I, I have no business being proud of you, but I am proud to know you. And I'm thankful to know you and thankful to count you as that, Adam. So thank you so much for that. Twitter, I don't really do a lot. It's at Geek Out Loud, at Goliverse, to follow the entire Goliverse. That's the way you know when things are going on. Patreon is patreon.com slash geekoutloud. If you want, if you can't do Patreon, but you want to support the shows, Amazon links are the best way to do it. And uh, we appreciate everyone's support through these things. Guys, thank you so much. Mixler.com slash Goliverse is where we do it live when we do these things. And I want to thank everyone who joined us in the Mixler Zoo crew. It's great to have you tonight. I, I, Arish was talking. I really didn't have a place to stop him. Um, and, uh, you, and you were talking about Ethan and I just want to say, Ethan, Ethan, your voice is changing, buddy. And it took us all by surprise. (laughs) Have a great, whatever you're having, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you on the next geek out loud. (laughs) 